Hi, I'm Sonia. I'm double facts, but not wearing a mask. But after this podcast, Mr. Showbiz and I will put masks on again. Mine is blue and white, while his, ever the jokester, is a Richard Nixon mask from last Halloween. He was gonna wear a, oh, I've said too much. Take it away, Mr. Showbiz. Hi, hello, how are you? This is Sid Griffin, you're riffing with Griffin. This is the new podcast, What Else is New? We're gonna celebrate friends and friendship. This uh, pandemic has really slayed everybody. And now that we're finally seem to be coming out of it, I hope the Delta COVID stays away. Now that we're finally coming out of it, it seems that we've learned a lot of lessons. One of the lessons we've learned here at the uh, secret headquarters of the podcast is the importance of friends and friendship. So as we come out of this pandemic, I thought we'd have a, a whole show based on friends and friendship. What better to, way to start it off than Friends, the song by the Beach Boys that started off their album of 1968 called Friends. In 68, Beach Boys fans will tell you they were in a lot of trouble. Best of the Beach Boys Volume 3 came out and it died an absolute death. Capitol Records were really worried. They put out Friends in June, the, the album by the Beach Boys with the title track Friends, which we're about to hear. And it was a quiet album. It only made it to 126 on the uh, Billboard LP charts in the States. It did hit number 13 in the UK. So that's considerably better. 113 spaces better. Dennis Wilson made his songwriting debut on the album Friends, and a lot of it was recorded at Brian Wilson's home in Bel Air. So it was kind of a, a home recording, sort of lo-fi thing. And it's interesting that there's not that much Brian on it when it was recorded at his house. Also interesting is Mike Love wasn't even there. He was away for a lot of it. He's with the Beach Boys meditating in India. But anyway, here's the title track Friends, one of my favorite Beach Boys songs of all time off of Brian Wilson's favorite Beach Boys album of all time. Take it away, fellas. Come on. Not a big deal at the time. I bought it circa 1975 when it was reissued as a two for LP with 2020. I was a University of South Carolina student in Columbia, South Carolina, and I I bought the reissued package. They'd made this tremendous comeback, the Beach Boys, with that 1974 Endless Summer package, sort of a perfect antidote to the, the grim days of Nixon and the Watergate scandal. Now, those looking for Surf and Hot Rod would, would be, be disappointed with an album like Friends, but those looking for deeper things would not. 
standout track to me, besides the song Friends, which we just heard, is, of course, Brian's song Busy Doing Nothing, that bossa nova track that's on the Wonderful Friends album. And the reason Beach Boys fans like myself like it is because if you listen to it and know where to start, pay attention to what Brian's singing, he gives directions to his home in Bel Air. I kid you not. Listen to Busy Doing Nothing off the Friends album. Directions to Brian's home. Anyway, last year, the Beach Boys digitally released a compilation on uh, Spotify and Tidal and all those things called Wake the World, the Friends Sessions. That was issued digitally to extend copyrights and sell the outtakes uh, before baby boomers died. And you bet I like to listen to it. There's no hard copies of it available, but it's on the outtakes for this album are on your uh, various uh, Spotify and titles and all those kind of things. For what it's worth, Brian Wilson said, Friends is his favorite Beach Boys album of all time. Make of that what you will. It's only 25 minutes and 32 seconds long. Rather a scandal, if you ask me. Scandalously short. Let's move along. Friends and Friendship is the theme of the podcast. Next two songs, as, as everything here is going to tonight is going to talk about friends and friendship, are Clarence Clements and the White Stripes. Clarence Clements, you know what I'm going to play. I'm going to do You're a Friend of Mine. The White Stripes are going to do We're Going to Be Friends. Two classic songs, but I'm going to use the live version of the Clarence Clements song because the hit single, well, I'll talk about that in a minute. So Clarence Clements, you and all the guys live, take it away. You're a friend of mine. Thank you, much. A song dedicated to everybody here tonight.
blues, walking blues, climb the fence, books and pens. I can tell that we are gonna be friends. I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Walk with me, Susie Lee, through the park and by the tree. We will rest upon the ground and look at all the bugs we found. Safely walk to school without a sound. Safely walk to school without a sound. Here we are, no one else. We walk to school all by ourselves. There's dirt on our uniforms from chasing all the ants and worms. We clean up and now it's time to learn. Let us learn to spell nouns and books and show and tell. Playtime, we will throw the ball back to class through the hall. Teacher marks our height against the wall. Teacher marks our height against the wall. We don't notice any time pass. We don't notice anything. Sit side by side in every class. Teacher thinks that I sound funny, but she likes the way you sing. Tonight I'll dream while I'm in bed when silly thoughts go through my head about the bugs and alphabet. When I wake tomorrow, I'll bet that you and I will walk together again. I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Why do people say Kurt Cobain was the last rock star when it's obviously Jack White of the White Stripes? What a brilliant track from their 2002 album, White Blood Cells. That's just, a, to me, a fine kind of John Lennon White Album uh, ballad like Julia. You know, very touching. It's, of course, about childhood friendships. It's been used in movies, that song. It's been in a couple of TV shows. Most folks like myself will remember it, not just from the album uh, White Blood Cells, but from the great movie Napoleon Dynamite. In fact, today I saw a guy walking by a Tesco's with a Napoleon Dynamite, the T-shirt that says, Vote for Pedro. Now, I don't know if you've seen the Napoleon Dynamite film. I recommend it highly. And I laughed when the guy walked by me with the shirt because I remember the film so fondly. Anyway, in 2017, We're Gonna Be Friends became a ch children's book. Yes, the, the, the lyric of that song by the White Stripes that we just heard just a few years ago was made into a wonderful children's book, which should you have a, a, a youngster in your house, I recommend it to you. Uh, White Blood Cells, the album from which this track came, has just been reissued on vinyl with 13 demos and outtakes, most of them quite good. I, I'm a White Stripes fan, as you know. And there's also a live show from 2001 from my hometown, Louisville, Kentucky, in this reissue of uh, White Blood Cells by the White Stripes. Now, before that was Clarence Clements, the late saxophonist of the E Street Band. Uh, he had a big hit in around 1985 with You're a Friend of Mine, where Jackson Brown was singing along with him. But I didn't use the hit single version because I can't stand it. Everything, the, the, you know, the gated boom, 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 snare and the whole 1980s production. Oy vey, I just can't handle it. Now, it was a proper hit single with a video played on MTV a lot of the time. And it's a wonderful Narada Michael Walden tune. But I'm just telling you, the version on his album Hero, the, the original single that was a hit with Jackson Brown, I just can't stand that, that version. It got to number 18, but it's still that mitigated drum sound. That, oh, yeah! So I... Knowing the song was great, I found a live version of it, which you heard before the White Stripes and after the Beach Boys doing Friends, which sounds way more like the E Street Band, and it's from live in Asbury Park, Volume 2, by Clarence Clemens and the Temple of Soul. How cool is that? Well, pretty darn cool. Next up, the Jefferson Airplane. Oh, you're my best friend. Oh, you're my
Jack, I'm all a tremble. It may be the flash and the noise, or it may be because I remember when we were two little Sneak in some bluegrass. How sad most folks in the United Kingdom only know the mawkish Rolf Harris hit single. The song dates from the turn of the century, Two Little Boys. And I do not mean the recent turn of the century. The great Scotsman Harry Loder sang it in the music hall of Glasgow and Edinburgh. Uh, and it was originally, I believe, about two guys in the Boer War. I kid you not. Well, of course, it would if it was around the turn of the 1900 century. A rather shocking fact to my American countrymen, we were all convinced it was always about the U.S. Civil War. I don't believe it was. I'm embarrassed to say I have no idea how it morphed into a U.S. Civil War song from the Boer War. None whatsoever. But I looked everywhere and even asked some of my musicologist friends, even a guy at the uh, UCLA Mythological and Folklore Center. He didn't know either. Did Harry Loder sing a Civil War version to his Glaswegian audience? I doubt it. This is, of course, the legendary David Grisman, the greatest, probably the greatest mandolin player that ever lived. Uh, Herb Peterson of the Desert Rose Band and the Dillards and the great Peter Rowan doing a bluegrass version as Old and in the Gray. They were originally a band with Jerry Garcia called Old and in the Way, whose 1973 self-titled album, Old and in the Way, was the top-selling bluegrass album of all time. Possibly because Garcia's fans have to have everything he put his name on. Anyway, Garcia passed away, as we all know, and uh, they re reunited around the turn of the most recent century, and Garcia was gone, so they got Herb Peterson to play the banjo in Garcia's place, and they decided to call themselves Old and in the Gray, as they were old guys now. Anyway, before that, speaking of Old and in the Way, is the Jefferson Airplane, the great Jefferson Airplane, from their most uh, accessible album, their, their, their best album, Surrealistic Pillow, My Best Friend. I've always loved, oh, you're my best friend, because it was written by the great Skip Spence, who later went on to Moby Grape. It was a... a Smash album back in the day it reached number three in the states. It went platinum. It had both. Uh, actually, there are no platinum albums at the time, so I have to correct myself. There were only gold records at the time, but it sold enough to go platinum. It was awarded a platinum album down the down the highway, but the platinum album didn't come into the 1970s. So it was awarded a gold album. Blah 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 blah. It was the Airplane's second album overall. It was the first album with Grace Slick as the female vocalist. It contained the legendary two top top ten hits, "Somebody to Love" and "White Rabbit." My Best Friend was actually the first single from Surrealistic Pillow, but only got to number 103 on the Billboard's Hot 100 before uh, White Rabbit and Somebody to Love broke the airplane nationally. It's the LP which really announced San Francisco had a music scene to the entire rest of the world. I always think of it as a companion piece to Younger Than Yesterday by The Birds. By that, I mean a psychedelic album by a creative West Coast California band where the tunes, although they were cohesive and held together as an album, you could tell each band member which band member was leading the way on each individual song. As I said, My Best Friend was written by Skip Spence before he left the drum stool in uh, late summer 66 to go form Moby Grape, where he actually played guitar. It's just a terrific tune in my mind's eye. Uh, Skip Spence is my favorite member of Moby Grape, a genius songwriter. I'm sorry he's not with us today. Uh, basically, folks, don't take those drugs. The Airplane would never release an LP as good or as coherent again, although they have dribs and drabs of brilliance on their... Uh, future records and uh, now we're going to go to italy we're going to go to france we're going to go to spain and italy really again and we're going to go to the caribbean and then we're going to go back to england so let's start with an italian and follow it up with a frenchman but remember we're talking about friends <laughs> Due ragazzi del borgo, cresciuti troppo in fretta, un'unica passione per la bicicletta, un incrocio di destini in una strana storia, di cui nei giorni nostri si è persa la memoria, una storia d'altri tempi, di prima del motore, quando si correva per rabbia o per amore, ma fra rabbia ed amore. 
il distacco già cresce e chi sarà il campione già si capisce vai girardengo vai grande campione nessuno ti segue su quello stradone vai girardengo non si vede più santo e dietro quella curva è sempre più distante Dietro la curva del tempo che vola c'è Sante in bicicletta e in mano ha una pistola. Se di notte è inseguito spara e c'entra ogni fanale. Sante il bandito ha una mira eccezionale e lo sanno le banche e lo sa la questura. Sante il bandito mette proprio paura e non servono le taglie, non basta il coraggio. Sante il bandito ha troppo vantaggio. Quanti camiseria un torto subito, appare del ragazzo un feroce bandito, ma il proprio destino nessuno gli sfugge, cercavi giustizia ma trovasti la legge. Un bravo poliziotto che sa fare il suo mestiere Sa che ogni uomo ha un vizio che lo farà cadere E ti fece cadere la tua grande passione Di aspettare l'arrivo dell'amico campione Quel traguardo volante divide in manette Brillavano al sole come due biciclette Santo e pollastri, il tuo giro è finito e già si racconta che qualcuno ha tradito. Vai girardendo, vai grande campione, nessuno ti segue su quello stradone. Vai girardendo, non si vede più sante, è sempre più lontano, è sempre più distante. Ce bateau qu'on se le dise au fond des ports, dise au fond des ports. Il naviguait en père peinard sur la grand mare des canards et s'appelait les copains d'abord, les copains d'abord. Ces fluctuatnecmergitures, c'était pas de la littérature, n'en déplaise aux jeteurs de sorts, aux jeteurs de sorts. Son capitaine et ses matelots n'étaient pas des enfants de salauds, mais des amis franco de port, des copains d'abord. 
C'était pas des amis de luxe, des petits castors et pollux, des gens de Sodome et Gomorre, Sodome et Gomorre. C'était pas des amis choisis par Montaigne et la Boétie. Sur le ventre, ils se tapaient fort, les copains d'abord. C'était pas des anges non plus, l'évangile il l'avait pas lu, mais il s'aimait toute voile dehors, toute voile dehors. Jean-Pierre, Paul et compagnie, c'était leur seule litanie, leur credo, leur confiteur, aux copains d'abord. Au moindre coup de Trafalgar, c'est l'amitié qui prenait le quart, c'est elle qui leur montrait le nord, leur montrait le nord. Et quand ils étaient en détresse, que leurs bras lançaient des SES, on aurait dit des sémaphores, les copains d'abord. Au rendez-vous des bons copains, y avait pas souvent de lapins. Quand l'un d'entre eux manquait à bord, c'est qu'il était mort. Oui, mais jamais, au grand jamais, son trou dans l'eau ne se refermait. Cent ans après, coquin de sort, il manquait encore. Des bateaux, j'en ai pris beaucoup, mais le seul qui est tenu le coup, qui n'est jamais viré de bord, mais viré de bord. Naviguait en père peinard sur la grand-mare des canards, et s'appelait les copains d'abord, les copains d'abord. Mais le seul qui est tenu le coup, qui n'est jamais viré de bord, mais viré de bord. Naviguait en père peinard sur la grand mare des canards, et s'appelait les copains d'abord, les copains d'abord. Suggested to me by my dear friend Elliot Murphy, long-time resident of Paris and a wonderful, wonderful artist in his own right who's been featured on the show. Thank you, Elliot. That is the late Georges Brasson, or Brasson, perhaps. He's a legend in France. He was a poet. He was a singer. I consider him the French Leonard Cohen, if you don't mind my saying that, folks. Uh, in World War II, the Nazis were forcing him as a very young man to work in an aircraft engine plant. And he was bored there working. He began to set his poems... Uh, he began to set poems by his heroes, not ones that he'd written by his own hand, uh, poems by his heroes to music. And it, he would then sing poems of, say, Victor Hugo or Paul Paul Verlaine or Francois Villon to his uh, comrades at the, in the aircraft factory. And they thought it was great and suggested he have a career in pop music. Now, he escaped the Nazis by going AWOL from the factory and hiding in a friend's rather dingy cellar for five months while the Nazis looked for him and many others, I'm sure. The Académie Française has acknowledged him as a poet, and uh, he took it quite seriously, his poetry. He rose at 5 a.m., like Bukowski out in Venice, California. He would rise at 5 a.m. before any kind of work to write uh, his poetry, and he went to bed early. In fact, he usually went to bed, uh, our French friend, Georges Brisson, usually went to bed around whatever the sun went down in order to be refreshed enough to write the next day. He was also a novelist. His friends had heard his poems his own poems and they're set to music and they encouraged him to try and sing them in music hall he was successful at this as well and he got a, a job in some of the French uh, venues or music halls singing and this particular song I have no idea how to pronounce it Les Copains d'Abord you'll be laughing at that in Paris, Bordeaux and Toulon so anyway, Toulouse so it's a song of friendship from 1964 it's a big fat hit it refers to a, a boat of the same name it was written for a movie by the same name Les Copains And of all the people, of all the people on God's green earth, asleep at the wheel covered it. I'd like to apologize to my French-speaking listeners for my bad French pronunciation, but I didn't even take French in school. Now, before that, 
we had an Italian guy uh, suggested to me by my friend Cesare at PMA Bookings in Italy who books me for uh, Italian shows. Francesco De Gregori, who I've heard of and, and know. He's a little older than me, but not much. It was his song, El Bandito e El Camp- Campione, or is it Championi? You don't have to, you can guess what that means. You know, uh, the bad guy and the champ, actually. Uh, Francesco De Gregori is a popular singer-songwriter in Italy. I was struck how much of a slice of Americana this sounded, even though he's obviously singing in Italian. He's been recording for about 50 years. He's sold a lot of records in Italy. He doesn't really translate uh, outside of Italy all that well, but he's got a nice following there. He's even had a big biography written about him, which hit the best-selling uh, book charts uh, a few years back, so you can tell he's, he's got something going. Uh, Francesco De Gregori is still working, still treading the boards today. I have not seen him live in Italy when I've been in Italy. I've tried to, but I've missed him. I was, even on a, I was even on a festival with him, and I missed him. His most recent LP is a collection of Dylan songs. A lot of people are doing that. Willie Nile did that a few years ago. Chrissy Hine has just done one now, summer of 2021, collection of Dylan songs. So Francesco De Gregori, we wish you well with that. We got to move on and groove. Now we're going to have Manu Chow, and then we're going to hear a guy called, oh, I got it. He might be good. I've heard a little about him. Bob Marley. So let's hear Manu Chow first. Me gustas tú, me gusta Malasaña, me gustas tú. 
Radio Reloj. 5 de la mañana. No todo lo que es oro brilla. Remedio chino e infalible. left to say about Bob Marley. Like Francesco de Gregorio's tune we heard a while back, this is just a wonderful tale of a friend and encouraging a friend to do the right thing, even if it means rioting and living outside the laws of the nation state or his particular locality. Like a lot of Bob Marley's tunes, Ride Natty Ride is almost biblical in its exhortations. Kind of reminds me of something from the book of Revelations, which Marley refers to frequently in his music. It's from the album Survival, as I recall. Uh, Bob Marley was a very mystical man, so that makes a lot of sense. And do not get me started on what Bob Marley and his music mean to the surf and skateboarding communities to the world. You would not believe me. Yes. I may mispronounce the French language, as I did earlier, and Sonia's giggling here in the background. But I can tell you with some confidence, Marley carries a huge cultural weight to the world's surf, yes, and skateboarding communities. We don't have time to discuss it now, but check it out. I kid you not. Oh, before that, speaking of a spiritual guy after Bob Marley, uh, Manu Chao is a French 
Spanish singer who started busking in Paris. Now, I'd like to say I could have an international career busking anywhere, starting busking anywhere, but it hadn't worked for me yet. He and his brother formed Mano Negra, and after their great success in Europe, decided to go their own ways in 1995. Uh, Manu Chao's big just about everywhere in the world, save the United States. He was born in the Basque country with his, uh, he and his brother. The family escaped to Paris to get out of Franco's dictatorship. He heard in Paris growing up the, the Clash and Dr. Feelgood and the Ramones, but shifted to becoming more of a European Bob Marley over time, particularly after he left his brother and went solo. This is the second single from his second solo album, and it was one of his biggest hits worldwide. As I said, he's big everywhere but the USA, where radio does not know how to place him or his music in the United States. So it's the American loss. It's a shame because he's very, very talented. It, uh, me gustas too, because I can speak some Spanish. It, it, it means you are pleasing to me, or idiomatically speaking, it means I like you. In 2001, you could not attend a continental party without this being played. I know this for a fact. I mean, it was just huge. And I thank my friend Don Snowden in Valencia, Spain, for suggesting it. Now, I said that was a couple of mystical guys. Here comes another mystical guy on the heels of those two, and the guy that knew Bob Marley medium well. This is George Harrison doing the, a beautiful acoustic version of Here Comes the Sun from the concert for Bangladesh. The Monterey Pop Festival in 1967 gave its uh, money to charities. The people playing there played for expenses. They didn't get paid. Now, that funded things like the L.A. Free Clinic for decades. In fact, I, as a penniless young man in Los Angeles, when I went out there to make it in 1977, a few years later, I went to the L.A. Free Clinic where I was seen by a doctor for free. Can you believe it? Seeing a doctor for free in the United States? So we thank the Monterey Pop Festival for that. Nonetheless... Four years later, The Quiet Beetle in August of 1971 did the concert for Bangladesh, and he really gets most of the credit for hosting the first big event 
rock music charity gig. People kind of forgetting about Monterey Pop. Nonetheless, Concert for Bangladesh was a, a, a good show, a well-intended groovy movie. If you like things like George Harrison and Bob Dylan, and some of us do, much has been said and, and written about Harrison's noble efforts to help the refugees of civil war in, in Bangladesh. But for all the hoopla about that 3LP live album and the movie, to me, it is this simple two acoustic guitar version of the number one most streamed Beatles song on Spotify et al., which stands out for me some 40 years later. Yes, when I go on Spotify and 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 Tidal and the other uh, streaming sites, the number one Beatles song is is not Hey Jude or She Loves You. It's, it's usually week in and week out. Not always, but usually, here comes the sun. Well done, George. Second guitar was played by the late, great Pete Ham of Badfinger, and he, of course, wrote... Though I can't believe you're leaving. Da, 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 da. Well, I guess that's just the way the story goes. That song, Without You. And along with things like Hey Jude and Here Comes the Sun and something, that song, Without You, that Pete Ham wrote, was one of the great big copyrights for Apple Records for years, generating a lot of dough. So you've got two brilliant songwriters playing acoustic guitar on, and Here Comes the Sun. With that out of the way, we've gone from an uber-famous Beatle, George Harrison to a Japanese band. Now, if you think I struggled with French, when do you hear this Japanese pronunciation? The band, I got the band's name, it's Akai Yuhi. Akai Yuhi. Okay, that's the band's name. The name of the song, as I pronounce it in my Kentucky challenged way, is Ore Mo Ama Mo Hitori Deo which basically means idiomatically. It means both of us have a loneliness. Now, this song was suggested to me by my dear friend Tot in Japan. He and his brother like it. They, I'd, I'd never heard of Akai Yuhi, but I think they're a fine band. There's a video of this song, Ore Mo Ame Mo Hitori Deo, on YouTube that I highly recommend you check out the video. It's really great. I don't know much about the band. They really blew me away with this fine song and their tight ensemble playing. Um... It's, you know, both of us have a loneliness, but it, the point is in this uh, podcast about friendship, it particularly spelled out if you see the video, because I'm sure most of the people listening to this don't speak Japanese. Oh, by the way, hi, Tot. How you doing? It, it, it has a happy ending. The, the lonely guy at the beginning of the video finds out he's friends with the bands at the end of it. So it's a very positive thing. Um, you can see the friend initially rejected by the others in the beginning of the video, and by the end of the video, he's accepted by the band members as one of their gang. Really cool stuff with a message for us all here in summer of 2021 as the pandemic begins to fade. And that message is something uh, Mr. Harrison, we just mentioned, would understand. It's basically the same message over and over. And in the end, the love you take is equal to the love you make. <laughs> もう Sous-titrage 
前も一人だよ明日の故障もあるじゃなし歩くこの道がきっとどこかへと連れて行くんだろう Great guitar solo, a great guitar sound, and a wonderful drummer. Akai Yuhi. What a wonderful band. It basically means they're singing about both of us have a loneliness which can be overcome. One of the things I've tried to do in this show, and one of the reasons I have people、uh, singing in Italian or, or a Japanese band or, or a French singer, is I don't just want to have Caucasian guitar rock and roll. No, 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 no. And、I'll, I want to have other things like be it bluegrass or, or, or whomever. And、uh, of all the kinds of music I like, every once in a while, I like something that's uber commercial and a little schmaltzy. There's four reasons I have a soft spot in my heart for this next artist, Andy Williams. And I'll tell you about it before we play his song, Happy Heart, which is a big fat hit in 1969. Reason one Andy Williams was on Cadence Records in the 50s and he had a lot of hits. The other big act on the label were Don and Phil Everly. In fact, when Andy Williams got signed to CBS around 1960, He, he had in his, con- his contract with Columbia Records that if he sold enough records, he wanted them to make uh, a, uh, he, he wanted to go buy Cadence Records and get his masters back. How about that?、Uh, second reason Andy Williams' singles are sometimes, whether you like middle of the road guys or not, they're unforgettable. Hence, we all know、uh, I Just Can't Stop Loving You, which the English Beat did such a fine cover of.、Uh, third reason. He was dear friends with the late Senator Robert Kennedy, and at Bobby Kennedy's funeral in New York City in 1968, Andy Williams stood up and sang the heck out of the Battle Hymn of the Republic. And I cannot believe, I have been asked twice to sing it at funeral services, and both times I got out of it because I knew, the, funny enough, knew the person whose death we were mourning, whose life we were celebrating. I, I didn't want to sing or perform it at a funeral. I just couldn't do it both times. It must have been incredibly emotionally draining for Andy Williams to have sung at Robert Kennedy's funeral, but he did it. In fact, I think you can hear it.、Uh, yeah, I know you can hear it on YouTube. Fourth and final reason, in many ways the most important one. In 1985, I was working with Bill Inglot for Rhino Records on an Everly Brothers Outtakes album. Andy Williams had done what he'd gotten his CBS contract to do in 60, 61. He'd made enough money that he and CBS, they'd gone back, he, he had bought, rather, the Cadence Masters of his early stuff. In fact, he bought the entire company, so he owned the, the Everly Brothers Masters. So Bill Inglot and I were going through all the Everly Brothers tapes of their Bye Bye Love, Wake Up Little Susie era of the 50s, where they were just hit after hit after hit, and finding outtakes. Good versions of some of the hits that weren't the single but no one had ever heard before, you know, various things like that. We put together this album for Rhino Records. So one day we're in the studio working on this Everly Brothers thing, and we, we got tired, so we opened up the big studio, fat studio door. A studio door in those days is like a, a foot thick to deaden the sound coming from outside, and so the sound from the studio can't go outside. So we opened the door to let in some fresh air, and we heard this undeniable golf shoes. On tile coming down the hall, we heard this. I mean, it was just, I knew what it was. It was cleats of a baseball player or maybe golf shoes coming down the hallway. There's no other sound. So I thought, I, I nudged Billy and said, Somebody's walking down the hall in golf shoes. They could slip and really hurt themselves on those stone tile things. So there's a on the door, and I look up with Billy. And there's Andy Williams, who's rather short, by the way. He's a very pleasant looking man, but he's not very tall. And Andy Williams goes, Hey, fellas, what are you doing? We <laughs> said,、uh, Well, Mr. Williams,、uh, we're going through the Cadence Masters of Don and Phil Everly, and we're,、uh, you, you've, you've licensed, your people have licensed these Everly Brothers tracks to Rhino Records, so there's going to be an Everly Brothers Outtakes album on Rhino Records. And of course, since you own the Masters, you, you'll. Pay them the Everly's a royalty, blah, 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 blah. But,、uh, you know, you're going to be getting some dough. And he goes, Oh, so you're making me some money? That's great. And we chit chatted for a while. And then he goes, Well, I got to go play golf. And I said, Yeah, I know you're walking around in your, your golf shoes. He goes, How did you know? And I said, Because I can hear that as you came down the hall, be careful and don't slip on those the, the metal、uh, golf spikes. On the bottom of your shoe, don't slip on that tile. It's easy to do. And he goes, Hey, you must have played sports. And I said, Yeah, yeah, you know. And so I have a soft spot for Andy Williams for those four reasons. Anyway, it was a hit single in the States, hitting number 22. And the Cornball album, Happy Heart, sweet as it was, went gold within four months. Take that, Woodstock Nation, Andy Williams. Let's hear you, brother. 
commercial kind of schmaltzy but it's a great summertime song andy williams you know you gotta go you gotta go with a sunny summertime song sometime happy heart by andy williams from 1969 that 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 was a big hit in the era of woodstock nation and so on and so forth really says something for the staying power of, of andy williams and as i said earlier the album went gold so there you have it we're coming out of lockdown i hope i pray i hope none of you have had COVID, and I hope none of you get the Delta uh, strain of COVID. I want everybody to wash their hands. In my opinion, we, we should keep wearing masks, particularly on public transport. But the pandemic does seem to at least be in retreat somewhat, as we all hope and pray. And of course, as I said at the top of the show, friends and friendship are more important than ever. And I was just going to say something sentimental like, so hug your loved ones and hug your friends. And then I realized you maybe better not do that if the Delta COVID strain keeps rocking and rolling. But anyway, you can wear a mask and touch elbows or do some kind of cornball stuff and let them know that you care about them and have them tell you that they care about you. And in the end, my friends, the love you take is equal to the love you make. This is the end of the show. I thank my engineer, Kevin Stokes, my dear friend. I thank Jess, the wonderful Springer Spaniel. I thank Esther. I thank Noah. And above all, we thank Sonia, our wonderful everything here at... uh, pandemic anti-pandemic prima records world headquarters ladies and gentlemen do what you got to do but wear a mask while you do it check it get the jet i am out of here we'll see you in a couple of months goodbye everybody love you all take care of each other because you're important you're precious each one of you 